Welcome to Journey on My Mind, a podcast produced by Journey Church. Our mission is to provide practical guidance for navigating the complexities of modern life by combining psychological principles with biblical counseling. Join us on this path where we explore the meaning point of science and faith and offer insights to help you on your journey. Welcome to Journey on My Mind. I want to uh, kick off our show this morning uh, with Dave and with uh, Sam. Again, Dave Verhagen, a uh, psychologist with Southeast Psych, with author, uh, just a, um, a good friend of the show, and also the star of the show that Sam and <laughs> I would say. That's right. Yes. And then there's Sam Barnhart, Yo. care pastor, hey, hey. a bazillion years of ministry experience uh, from here to Seattle to... Chicago, Chicago to, back again. Yeah, Kentucky, and, uh, Indiana. Yeah. And I've been a pastor for 33 years. So, yeah. wow. All over in Pennsylvania and now seven years here in Tennessee. So, Kevin, Sam, and Dave, and sometime in the near future, we will be adding another voice to this mix. Yeah. And we're we are, excited about that. Yeah. We are really excited Amazing. about that. Amazing. So, mm-hmm. and with that being said, we have um, a lot of topics that we want to cover. But so, how was your week, you guys? Oh, I've had it, some crazy it, stuff. That, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, it would be its own episode. We need a, 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 sub, a crazy episode. Yeah, we need its own feed now. Mm-hmm. Not just a journey on my mind have its own feed, but my crazy stories. stories. Yes. Yeah. Oh. But let me just say, none tragic, but all some really nutty stuff that's gone on. Okay. So uh, just, I'll say good week overall. Good week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And one thing I will say that I is, is good, I'll brag on my kids. This is one of the benefits of having adult kids is that for Mother's Day, I said to two of my, the two kids who live in town, do you want to go out to eat? Do you want to have takeout or do you want to cook? <laughs> and they were like, let's cook for mom. They made the whole shopping list. Wow. They went shopping. They prepped. They cooked. Wow. They cleaned. The whole deal. That's amazing. So bragging on them. Wow. It was fantastic. Too. Could it was your like, kids mentor my kids? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> I'm teasing. That's yeah. amazing. So it was, uh, I. That's I, fun. Yeah, That's it was awesome. super fun. Yeah. So that's a good good bit of news. How many of your kids are in town? Two of the four. Two of the four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then one is in Charlotte area where we used to live. And the other is weirdly in Des Moines, Iowa, which I'm pretty sure is just a territory and not an actual (laughs) state or city. Uh, So Des Moines, Iowa, I have no idea why Mm -hmm. anyone would ever find themselves there, but I have a child there. Des Moines. Yes. Yeah. Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah. Yeah. This point is your week, Sam. Good. It, yeah, it's been good. I've uh, just been, you know, it's been the grind, you know. Yeah. So, um, well, but yeah. a good week. Yeah, we yeah. had some people in for a conference this week. Yeah, we're, um, well, last week. Last was that last week? Yeah, but I yes, um, that's actually been something I've just been chewing on. Yeah, really, yeah. really awesome. What so. was the conference? Can um, you say? Uh, yeah, we could say for yeah. the, for our dear listener. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a conference held here by Voxology, which is mm-hmm. Mike Erie's mm-hmm. um, uh, podcast. podcast, our teaching pastor. Yep, and uh, they did a a a ministry to mm-hmm. people who were hanging on by a thread in ministry, and they could come and um, talk about it. Yeah, it's actually a good connection to today's topic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yep. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's I've really I've been sitting in that a lot. Mm-hmm. So you know. Meeting with lots of people this week, but out, you know, other kind of what's been going on personally in me that that it stirred something in me last yeah. week. So, okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your relationship with Home Depot, my friend? Well, um, 
shop at Lowe's. Shop no, I'm teasing. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. There's a lot there. If we want to talk about crazy I, that, stories yeah, yeah, sometime, that, we can a, dive into that. That is a fantastic yeah. one. How oh, long yeah. does it take Home Depot to put a kitchen in Sam's house? Well, it's supposed to be two weeks. It's been a year and two months yeah, so far. Right. So, yeah. so there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah. right. So um, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep and i had so, to have an hva system put in my house last week oh i get to do that upstairs for our upstairs unit yeah, now right, yeah right, that right. one blew up last week yeah, for us right. so, so just so lots just, of fun yeah just things so a great week yeah, yeah. no yeah. in all yeah. seriousness yes it had, like yeah. that has been really just that's just life happening it is yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure so we we are going to take the next couple weeks uh couple not couple weeks our next couple podcasts yeah. and talk about a little bit about um, how we deconstruct our faith. And I'm, I'm going to use that word because most people, I would, uh, we use other words here, journey, detangle, detangle untangle, reorder. Uh, reorder, yeah. Um, I, I think the best word for it is actually discipleship, but um, <laughs> we will, we will kind of launch into that in yeah. a few minutes. But there is a psychology behind changing one's mind. There is a psychology behind um, how we, we change the way we believe. And so we're going to kind of talk about that. But Dave had a question for us to kick this off. And yeah, I was thinking before we were uh, kicking off today. Yeah. This question of have you had a fact that you held to be true or an opinion that you held strongly to that you've changed your mind on? Can you think of something specific? Yes. <laughs> several yeah there's there's a few this one was i was just laughing about it earlier because it's so dumb um and it's actually not a fact but it was a, a i thought it was a fact it was a belief it was a belief right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was a actually a um i really held this belief mm -hmm. as a kid um and it's funny you mentioned pitfall when we were talking about this before with the podcast, because that's kind of part of where it started. Of course. Right. And then movies, you know, of course, but it, it it's <laughs> here we go that um, I was going to be just walking somewhere and suddenly a, a pit of quicksand was going to open up and, and I was going to be sucked under by quicksand. And then um, quicksand was all over. It the was place. everywhere. Quicksand yeah. existed in. I, it just. I, it just appeared. Like in. Sam Pitfall. grew up in Indiana. Yeah, people. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is. So there was not I, the quicksand capital of the world. That, yes, of course. So it is just so well known. All the quicksand we have in Indiana, in the Hoosier state. But, yes. So that. Um, I, you know, and like I said, about how old were you when you said, "Oh, that's not true"? I, like I was pretty young, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. <laughs> no, I was, I was probably maybe eight or nine when, when mm -hmm. I kind of finally realized that. Oh, it's, I'm not going to suddenly die from quicksand. Maybe mm -hmm. ten. I don't know. I had young a kid. Boy. I had a kid belief that I didn't challenge or didn't think was untrue until I was an adult. Okay, and it's the one we've all heard that if you chew gum and swallow it, it stays in well, your yes. stomach or intestines for, years, for seven, seven years. years yeah. Oh, seven. Yeah, that, that's what I always heard, it was was seven, seven years. years. Yeah. How about watermelon seeds? Did yeah, all of it, you know, seeds and uh, all. Yeah. It's, none of it's true. Totally. It's not yes. even remotely true. Yeah, in yeah. fact, if you think about it, that's an insane thought, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. I think it's just, it's it was mom tricks. It's mom tricks. Stomach for, yeah. Your stomach acid will dissolve just about anything. Right, I didn't think that that was untrue until, I don't know, you know, 30. Were you an adult? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really was like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. How about going swwimming? You can't go swimming for At half an hour 30 after minutes. you eat. Right, that's not true. No? Yeah. But then there's also like, so those are objective facts. Yeah. But then um, 
subjectively, I'll, I'll give you an example I was thinking of. I used to love certain movies from like the eighties that I thought this is a good movie, like particularly eighties comedies. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'd see them later and they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They're just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a good example. I used to love Fletch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good movie. (laughs) It isn't. It's not. I mean, the original in-laws thought it was hilarious. Not funny. Not funny. Mel Brooks, high anxiety. Not loved it. Not funny. No. I mean, etc. Yeah. So, yeah. like, so that's changed. Huh. Yeah. Taste in movies has changed. Okay. Here's mine. Okay. This is probably not going to make anybody out there happy. Uh oh. Um, when I was uh, young and impressionable, let's say in my 20s, okay. I okay. was I was sold a bill of goods that if you elect the right people, they'll do the right thing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm serious. No, yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. a good That's, that's good. A great, yeah, that's um, really And true. I believe them. And so I was, I was, quite attentive to the political activities around me. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I diligently voted and there was a season in which uh, the people that I thought would change the world, all they won, they won the presidency, they won the house, they won the Senate and nothing changed. Mm. And I, be, I became enlightened um, <laughs> to the fact that, oh, this is not an end to him. Nothing. My this, hope is in the wrong place. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, there you there's go. A, there's a realization that came over me when that happened. I thought, oh, this will, they'll actually do what they said. Um, they will, you know, if we get the House and we get the Senate and we have the president, we're going to change all these laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing. Yeah. And so I've pretty much been disinterested in politics ever since. There you go. That's and, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's really so good. So that has changed for me Yeah, a lot. Wow. I have no faith in the idea that it'll change. Hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I, that's a perfect lead-in. So <laughs> we're, we're talking about today, yeah. and I've been actually really excited about this podcast because the topics that we've talked about are all really meaty and good, but this is one that I've been personally challenged to think about because mm, right. I, I would say there's not a week that goes by where I don't have a client where this is a conversation that I'm having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've just been challenged to think well about it. Yeah. I'm not sure I've totally landed where I need to land. And I'll also say I like to ground things in research, right? I like to so the things right. I bring here yeah. are like, well, yeah. this isn't just Dave's opinion. Right. This is like we've got a body of research yeah. or it's informed. Mm-hmm. And I will say if you look at topics like we've talked about before, trauma, anxiety, yeah, things like that, there are just ma- hundreds of studies about those things. We know a lot. Right. This is not a topic from a research standpoint. We know a lot. So mm-hmm. some of the stuff we're, we're going to talk about is going to be conceptual uh-huh. and yeah. in its infancy. But we're we're going to talk about this whole idea of deconstructing of faith. Right. Yeah. And to me, that's a really important topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it mm-hmm. and it leaves people in odd places. Yeah. And so part of what we also want to talk about, and this has been a question that's been posed to me personally and to yes. Sam, is okay. So I I deconstructed my faith from my childhood. Um, I'm kind of in the process of reconstructing it, but I'm raising kids. Mm-hmm. So now what do I do? How do I, how do I pass on a faith that I'm not sure what and how to, to do that? Mm-hmm. So parenting becomes an issue. I think, I think a lot of things do because the certainty of faith oftentimes is a bedrock in which people stand on. Mm-hmm. And then once you start to kind of shake that a little bit, it, it, um, it destabilizes other arenas. Yeah. 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 That's really good. 
Yeah, that's exactly true. Is you you know you have people that grew up with a faith, and then they've gone through a process of really pushing back on it. Mm-hmm. Now they have kids, and they're yeah. like, oh, "Do yeah. I just maintain this same thing?" Or right? Yeah, maybe I don't believe it, and am I maintaining a facade? And right? Or do I need to rethink what I just rethought? I mean, all of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, and I think we are in the throes of it uh, culturally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and when I say that, I mean the United States is in the throes of it. Um, there are pockets, I'm sure, that are not. There are people that are firmly holding on to whatever their traditional views are. Um, and and God bless them. Uh, on the other side of that coin, yep. though, is we seem to be collecting yeah. um, a group of people that are willing to ask the questions and... Um, are working on reordering their faith. Well, I think some of that stems from we've been asking those, those questions, questions, right? So right. we're, we're mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I was, uh, just an antidote to kind of start us off, uh, I was uh, in, um, we do a class at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I don't even know we can call it a class. It's qu- We call it like Convos with Kevin. Convos with Kev. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's convo. Ba- creative. It's, it's, it's Convo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's with uh, people who have been in the first gathering, heard the message, and then come out and they want to talk about it. Right. They just have questions, and we we end up having these questions. And there was a there was a couple in there um, that asked me a question on Sunday that I had to really think about. They said, "When did you start reordering your faith?" Hmm. And um, and I and and the answer to that question is is when I was 19 years old. Hmm. I I my I was 19 years old. My 21 year old brother died in a freak accident. And I started asking questions. Is this really real? Like I, I sat out outside of a hospital room for three days praying that God would heal him, and he didn't. Mm. And so there's this, um, there was this cynicism that kind of set in. There was questions that set in. There was, is this really real? Can 21-year-old 20, men don't just die? Mm-hmm. You know, so you face your mortality. You face a lot of things. And so I started to ask harder questions that didn't have answers of platitudes. Of oh you know God's got it you know God what you told me you know God needed another yeah I needed another angel angel, you know all the things yeah all the things that you say and you hear and it's like this isn't satisfying this doesn't answer any questions feels like horse crap yeah when we get those and your heart your heart is broken and then I you know I was also telling Sam that I had to do a couple of funerals for people whose babies died Mm -hmm. when I was a pastor they Sid's deaths and and that those moments go wait a minute. When I Sid's is sudden infant crib syndrome or death, death syndrome, death syndrome yeah. and, and and it's it's tragic and it's like it's unexplainable and you wonder where God is and so in all of those moments I was asking different questions I was asking questions of if if this is really true then what where are you and what is going on because um, this doesn't seem right so I kind of went back to that moment so I've kind of been in this reconstruction of my faith from my childhood mm-hmm. most of my adult life yeah. Yep. Perfect setup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's similar. I, I, I probably was a little older. You were, yeah. When, when my, my kind of questions about what I'd always grown up in yeah. started. Um, I think the way I've seen it affect us and our family is in the way it is in our parenting. That's one of the tangible places that I see. Right. How, as we, you know, kind of, tried to spit out the bones and keep the meat and then what are what is the what is new that we're learning um it it shaped how we disciplined mm-hmm. how we yep. viewed our kids like there was a lot of that so yeah. um this conversation is exciting to me because it it 
really speaks to what we've re- mm-hmm. not, re- I mean, really recently mm-hmm. walked through with our kids. So, right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is perfectly set up because I, I th- this is lived in for all of us right, and right. for our community. Right. And it's stuff that we're struggling with. And the, the first thing I'll say is, and this is what we need to launch into is when we use the word deconstruction, I actually think we're talking about different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think we're talking about one thing. It's not a singular definition yeah, for th- people. Yeah. I think we're talking about three or maybe four things, wow. which I- I'll we'll speak to in a second. Okay. And then the second is that I just want to affirm that it's a good thing, mm, not a yeah, bad thing. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what one of the distinctives of journey is that we're not afraid of it. Right. And it's, there's a willingness to go, mm-hmm. look where you are is where you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's okay to have all of this going on mm-hmm. in your head. Yeah. So just affirming it as, you know, you don't have to hide it. It's, right. it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm going to share is out of reading some of the early literature and trying to reconceptualize this, but this may not hold up. Like if I, we did a okay. podcast later, I might have a different way okay. of saying it. All right. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Here's, I think deconstruction has three, maybe four things that are part of it. Okay. And I'm going to be like a good Baptist preacher. They're okay. all going to start Ooh. with the letter R. Oh, oh wow. here we go. Easy to remember. Let me get my notes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah get yeah, your yeah. notes out. Oh, yeah. Just to, I realize when you have a list of things on a podcast, it's hard to hang, Remember. hang yeah, your totally. yeah. hat on. Okay, so the first one, I think sometimes deconstruction, uh, the people that are deconstructing are what I'll term rejectors, meaning they're right. done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like reconstruction for them is peace out. Yeah. I am finished. Absolutely, yep. And so they may have had some personal crisis mm-hmm. or intellectual challenge or something go on, and they're like, off I go. Oh, I'm out. Done. Yep. But a lot of reconstruction are the other things. And the other things would be, the term I'm going to use for the second one is a reshaper, Mm. which is someone who is challenging their faith. Mm -hmm. It's the term that you use, Sam, is perfect. Like spit out the bones, right? You know, it's like keep the meat, spit out the bones. That's a reshaper. It's Mm -hmm. it's like there's something here that I want to retain, but I've got to really push back on it, interrogate it, see if it holds up. Yeah. And so I think those folks are reshaping their own personal faith. And then similar, and this is one that might be the same idea, but it's a little different in its expression. I would say there are reformers Mm -hmm. and the reformers are people that are not just challenging their own faith, but they're part of faith communities that they're actively challenging Mm-hmm. that faith community mm, right it's yep. not just their their faith is personally being challenged but they are challenging the faith community in this way yeah uh, like yeah. this is how we used to be or used to think yeah and this is where we need to yeah consider or go i i think change our minds right journey is in a process of being that kind of a reforming, reforming community yeah, yeah absolutely yep and then the the fourth one which i think we don't think about or talk about, I'm going to use the term retirers. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, in, in culture now, we talk about people who don't technically quit their job, but they quiet quit their right. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is quiet quitting. This yeah. is people that are burnout, exhausted, uh-huh. and they're not at the place of like, they, they might not even have the emotional energy to chuck the whole thing. Right. Or they might not, or they might have other things that keep them stuck, but they've kind of quit. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're just worn out and they're like, I know they're almost apathetic. Right. Kind of done. And if you ask them, I know people like that. Yeah. They might say, 
you know, uh, I still believe it, but it's kind of like, and, and often these are people who've been in ministry, mm-hmm. right? They've been yep. in ministry. They've been through yep. the, the buzzsaw yep. and then they're just like, they don't want to say, I don't believe it anymore, but they don't not want to say that. They're just kind of like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just sort of mm. going through the motions. They yeah. often don't go to church. They don't right. practice spiritual disciplines. Yep. So I would say, so the rejectors are, I'm out. Yep. Yep. The uh, reshapers are the people who are challenging their own personal faith. Yep. And I think that's a lot of what we're going to talk about. Those yeah. people. Yeah. And then there are reformers who are like, I've done the work on it. And now I'm bringing that into mm-hmm. the faith community itself to yep. challenge the, the larger community. And then the retirers mm-hmm. who yep. are, who are quiet quitting. Let, right. let me ask a question here. Cause this is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like what you've identified with this. Um, Cause as I even look at these and I think through my mm-hmm. process of this, mm-hmm. I think I hit more. I I hit multiples of these yeah, in that so. process, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. Like I even retire mm-hmm. where I was just kind of like, uh, whatever. Yeah, like a, yeah. you know, and then something spur, you know, right on. But yeah, I, okay. I'm not sure. There's sort of like fixed boxes. Okay. Okay. It feels like the boundaries between them are a little permeable, yeah. where you can be like, right. I was in this place where I essentially had quiet quit my faith, and then it got reinvigorated. Okay. Right. I think there are people here in this journey community that are like that, that are like kind of, I checked out and I was, you know, I I wasn't going to say I'm completely out, right? but I was functionally out. Yeah. And now I'm getting revitalized. I I have a lot of those conversations. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. So I would say, again, we just want to affirm where people are. That's that's a good thing. That's good. And I'd I'd also add to that, just, just to the, I I think the categories are good. Mm -hmm. They kind of frame up like people, like I've rejected some things I believed when I was younger in, in my faith, like just flat out rejected certain elements that I was taught. Right. And, um, and so, but I've also kind of, you know, there's things in the faith that I go, yeah, well, whatever, yeah. you know? And, and so, but, but I think as we mature in the faith, we begin to see God more fully. Mm-hmm. And also we begin to see God, um, as other than us mm. so we stop creating him in our own image and we start to see him as he really is and then i think that's the healthiest form of i'll use your word reshaping mm. or reordering my faith is oh i'm i'm actually following somebody who who i can't fully grasp and understand yeah mm. and yet he condescends to me and gives me peeks into that window mm-hmm. and he's always <laughs> with me that's the that's the part for me when I look back on the history of, of my reordering of my faith over the last 40 years has been an ongoing dialogue with God in those um, moments of, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's underlying all of what we're saying is there is a dynamic element to this, meaning it's fluid and moving. Yes. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in this box and that's it. Right. Uh, in fact, we'd be concerned about people who they the faith of their childhood they never push back on yeah, never challenged never right. interrogated right that'd be concerning yeah it, it, yeah and it should right. and they should do that right and so you know there there might be people that even say look i'm out and then they kind of mm-hmm. mosey back in a little bit and mm-hmm. then they start to say what do i want to keep and what's true and what's not true right and then maybe even get to the place of being uh where i i want to take this into a larger community right. and be part. And that's, I've seen that for myself where I think I hit a place of 
the kind of classic deconstruction of, I'm not sure this is true. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is true. And am yeah. I still good at the, at the core? Right. I think so. Yeah. But I think these other cultural things yeah. are cultural appendages that don't fit. Right. Can I pull all that stuff apart? Yeah. And for the early part of that, for me, I felt like it almost felt like I was doing something bad. Right. Absolutely. Right. But then I realized, oh, this is actually really good. Yes. And then it freed me up to feel like, okay, now I can take ideas and affiliate with a, mm-hmm. a church community where we can push this to greater health. And I think that's part of what we're trying well, to do. Well, and I here. think I think part of the reason that's a struggle for people is because we've been told it's bad. Right. Like we don't you don't question. Yeah. Right? Like at right. least in in the context that right. I grew up in, I felt I felt mm-hmm. that way. Right. I don't know that it was ever Right. framed exactly mm-hmm. that way but that was what was taught yeah and you right. think about how jesus said you've heard it said but i tell you yeah mm-hmm. i feel like most weeks we'll use when mike's up there yeah you've heard this but, but i tell you but i tell you it's this <laughs> yeah yeah and not i'm telling you but this is yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is some is... scholarship around yeah yeah in a way that you believe and right. ran by or at least right. say oh i'm open to a it new way of saying that, that yeah right. questions and yeah my uh i grew up in a church king james only i don't know oh, if wow. either of you grew up in a church like that um nope can i tell you a real Not quick that. thing about yeah i was in uh a, an ice cream store where i grew up in <laughs> in norfolk virginia virginia mm-hmm. beach area i was in an ice cream store and these two guys in white shirts stood in the back and they were like ah. mm, this ice cream sure looks good but it's nothing compared to the oh riches that we will have in jesus for those who believe and read the king james bible no <laughs> oh, my god so they were like they were doing mm-hmm. ice cream store evangelism. By, yeah. You know, yeah. So oh, Lord. Definitely a King James. Yeah. And Dave got church. saved that I day. I did. And that day. That's yes. when you accepted Jesus. With butter brickle ice cream <laughs> and Jesus. Yes. <laughs> That's right. But my mom, early on in my ministry, would chastise me because I use the NIV or I would use wow. the NASB. And so it's, it's, and I would be like, okay, mom, you know, let it rest. Mm-hmm. You know, there, this, so there's, there's, so this part, there's, I never understood reading the King James version of the Bible because it's old English. Yeah. You know why you didn't understand it? Because it it, the words mean different it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But having gone to school and doing certain, yeah. you know, work and things and I was Going like. Going to actual seminary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Changed that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I've changed my mind like. Yeah. About a number of things. Totally. That. And I still think there's a, is, is it, Dave, I'm just going to ask you this question in your experience, are there personalities or personality types that mm-hmm. lend themselves more mm. to changing their mind than others? Or am I, I know that we kind of talked about personality in a previous podcast. I don't want to get knee deep into that, but it feels like there's some people that are much more amenable to, mm-hmm. oh, you you presented a different fact. I hadn't thought about that's a good that. Good question. There's like a it. there's like a a curiosity gene in them that's not in other gene mm. other people, or if it's in there, it's suppressed. Or, um, and and so they wrestle with, yeah. But if and and this is the other kind. I, I know I'm I'm loading a lot onto the table load here, it, but load it. There's I've talked to people who feel it's an offense to change the way that they think about God or their theology about their their beliefs about God because it might offend their family. And if my mom was wrong about it, 
Yeah. Yep. Or my it's grandma a, was wrong. It's a generational it. question. It's a disrespect. Yeah. So it, what it you're feels sa- like? Yeah. Because what you're saying to oh, me is, yeah, my whole family's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I no, I'm not trying to say that, but if it feels that way, I don't even know what I've had t- conversations like that multiple times in my over my years of ministry. Oh yeah. Where people have sat in my office and and said, I am so torn. Right. Because what you say sounds right, but my family would tell you. Mm-hmm something totally opposite. Mm-hmm. And if I believe you, then I'm betraying all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, that's that's <laughs> the layers go. on this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. that it's not just a pure like, oh, I don't think cognitively I believe that anymore. It's like, right. oh, I've got to wrestle with all these layers of my own family and now my family that I'm starting and yeah. all the kind of intertwining of it. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And um, it's, it makes the... the the point that this is highly complex for people and very difficult. And, yeah. and it's in some senses, you know, we all want a sense of certainty. So in one sense, it's a little easier just to go, let me just be done. Yeah. Right. Rather yeah. than I'm in the muckety muck of it and yeah. trying to wrestle with how can this, this be yeah. true, but the other stuff be just a cultural attachment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hard to do. And just, or just pretend. Right. And that's, mm. you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm just going through the motions yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. pretending. Yeah. And, and certainly people do that. Right. For sure. So it, that kind of leads to this other idea of um, why do people do this? And <laughs> we've already touched on this. It's it, it, if we think about different domains. Oh, I, I want to come back to your personality question. Okay. Too. Yeah. 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 Should I do that first? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So this is all speculation, but I'm going to tell you and, and, I mean this sincerely. Yeah. That's actually a really good research question is to take the personality framework that we talked about, which was the ocean yeah. anal- mm-hmm. uh, acronym and see if that matches with certain types of uh. Uh, faith journeys. Okay. That would be really, really good. I don't think it's out there. Right. But that'd be super good to do. Yeah. So I'm Dave. might Dave. take up the mantle on it, <laughs> but here's um, awesome. Yeah. Here's the, the acronym again, uh, ocean, these are the the five personality traits that it seems like all major personality tests are actually measuring. Right. And the acronym is OCEAN, O-C-E-A-N. Openness, which is openness to new ideas, new thoughts, new experiences. Uh, C is conscientiousness, which is being dutiful, responsible, neat, orderly. Yep. Extroversion, mm. as opposed to introversion, being intro- extroversion, outgoing, yep. energized by people. A, agreeableness, which is being you know, pleasant, friendly versus being disagreeable. And then neuroticism, which is being prone to negative emotion. Right. As you were talking about it, my mind went to, if I had a a theory, I'd say four of the five have some level of predictive ability. And I would say uh, openness, conscientiousness, agreeableness, and neuroticism in this direction. My guess would be, and that's usually what you do in research, is you make a, a prediction. You sure. say, mm-hmm. based on what we know, this is the prediction. My prediction would be openness would respond, uh, would, would correlate very highly with uh, people who do deconstruct. Okay. Right. By nature, these are people that are open to new thoughts mm-hmm. and ideas. And so when other, when they're exposed to those new, maybe previously they grew up in a family, a Christian school, a church community, a Christian college, they didn't have a lot of exposure. And then when they are, they're like, oh. Oh, there's other ways to see this. Oh, there's other ways to see the world. I value other ways to look at things. Yeah. Then I would say conscientiousness would go in the opposite direction. I mm. think people who are conscientious tend to be much more 
I want sameness and order and predictability. Is it like a loyalty to that right. idea, to that concept? Exactly. Or, okay, so yeah. I would imagine that they would be more um, connected mm-hmm. to uh, just staying where they have been. Okay. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, then agreeableness, I actually think would probably go in the direction of um, highly agreeable and this is the one that I have the biggest question about, yeah. but someone who's highly agreeable would probably be more like a conscientious person where someone who's more disagreeable would be like, oh, oh that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, right, like right, they, right, right. Or would an agreeable person be kind of yes in both? Right. You know what I mean? And that's like where the... I'm like, I, it, you could make the, the case it could go either way. <laughs> right. And and I also think the same thing for, for uh, neuroticism is that I think there's some people that they're, you know, they're kind of wrestling with negative emotion yeah. may push them away and some that might make them Draw. Uh, hold to mm, okay. because they need the sort of right. the certainty of the it. anchoring. But that's it. a yeah. really good, we don't have the answer to that, but okay. it's a great good. question. It really yeah, is. that's awesome. Yeah. But okay. So back to why do people do it? If you think about different domains of people's lives, you know, we have the spiritual domain mm-hmm. um, and you also have the cognitive. Yeah. You have the, uh, emotional, you have the social, and you have others, but let's just for our purposes, mm-hmm. usually when people go through a process of deconstruction, there's some kind of personal crisis yeah. or challenge in one of those areas. Yeah. So the, the first one would be there's often a cognitive challenge, mm-hmm. and that has to do with beliefs. Mm-hmm. I was told these things, and I do not believe that they are true, or I believe they may not be true. Right. And what this is something we do know from research about half of people that are serious doubters chuck the faith okay so about 50 percent i think the number is 45 percent of people that would be serious doubters of faith the the where this ends is i'm gone okay okay so so in the cognitive realm often people uh where they land is to depart then the emotional realm would be the people that are um having a personal event that like a loss of a child yeah, right. to use your example yeah or um they're upset by other christians or mm, yeah. they have a personal struggle or issue that they're they can't see how that squares with right their faith yep and then the last one would be social or relational which would be where they feel like the, the faith community wasn't there for them mm. they feel a lack of support they feel rejected they feel like their needs are not met mm. but there's some kind of in one of those major areas or both or, or more than one above, or all or, the above yeah, right there's some kind of pressure around uh now you, what are you going to do with this yeah. when it comes to your your faith, faith. Mm. right so you reevaluate so that's what i think wow. yeah. kind of drives this thing yeah yeah that's good mm-hmm. and so the um the process of changing one's mind then mm-hmm. is pressure pointed yeah hmm. what you're saying i would say yeah I, I, it would be almost always now it might not be extraordinary pressure in the way of like i'm faced with you know some huge life event like it's a not like divorce, a divorce sophie's always, choice right, thing or something but right, definitely or, or a, a big moment but but there's some kind of pressure it's, yeah it might be an intellectual pressure point or it might be an emotional pressure point, or it might be a relational or social pressure point. But there's something, it's not just I'm floating through life, everything's good. In fact, that's why people often don't, is that they've had been in this hermetically sealed yeah. world that says, 
believe these things and you'll be okay yeah. and do this thing. And this is the way that, and we're going to stay in this sort of fenced in area and we're going to be all good. And it's only when the that bubble gets happen, popped, then it's like, Oh wait. Yeah. Right. Is it good. helpful for the listener? Whoever the listener out there is our one good listener, <laughs> dear <laughs> listener. Thank you. Yes. And we are appreciative <laughs> to know that pressure point when one starts to deconstruct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and I would say they're all valid. Oh yeah. You know, if, if you've had a child die, it's a valid place to get to of like, is God really there? Does God care about me? Is Mm -hmm. God powerful? Right. If you start confronting things about what you've believed, like you must read only the King James Bible or a thousand other things that you're like, that's Mm. not true. Right. That's good. Mm -hmm. So then what is true? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's okay. Like if 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 you've been in a church community that preaches one thing and does another in terms of yeah. supporting you, being there for you in your worst moment and all that stuff, and you feel like that didn't happen. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. To, to all these things are valid points of of um, beginning this process of deconstruction. And again, we've said it twice already. I will say it again. This is not a bad thing. Right. It's yeah. okay. Like th- this sort of chopping away of the things that maybe aren't really the core of the faith mm-hmm. and reforming it, rebuilding it. Yeah. Um, I would argue is really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. And so with that, the, um, as you wrestle with faith and you wrestle with, and part of what makes this conversation difficult is it's so individualized it feels very individualized mm. when I talk to people. It's like there isn't this common experience mm-hmm. other than I just have a lot of questions about what I was taught or I just have, you know, God didn't show up when I needed him or, um, you know, mm-hmm. there's it, it feels very, um, lack of a better word, individualized. It's not a, a, I suppose it could be a community thing. Uh, a group of well, people. Well, you know, what's interesting is I hear a lot of a, this a similar, like this is the starting point. Uh-huh. And they're very, but they're unique. Each story is unique That's as to mean. the why, but there is a yeah. commonness in the, what it, the pressure or whatever, the point that brought them to that point. Which brings them to this place right. of starting to ask the questions. Ask the and, questions of God. And, yep. And, and some people fear that. Mm-hmm. There's a fear that's attached to that. So, um, Somebody sits down in your office and says, hey, I've eroded away my uh, faith. Um, I feel kind of like I'm drifting in the world now. I don't know, you know, and this is, this is the other thing that happens. Something fills that void, right? Or not? Well, maybe not right away. Maybe that's the, the struggle. Maybe that's why I see them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that they're, they're like, they've, this was a big part of my life. This was, this was my community, my people. Yeah. This is what I believed. So I've now felt like the things I believe, the people that I affiliate with have all been yanked out from under me and I'm left adrift. Mm-hmm. So it's not always like, and now I'm a Buddhist or something. You know, it's not like I right. found this other replacement thing right. or this other yeah. behavior that I'm going to replace it with. Not always. Sometimes okay. it's just like I am completely adrift because my sense of self and identity has been so wrapped up in this. Yeah. And, and, that that again is what makes this incredibly challenging for people right and one of the other reasons why people don't do this there's a there's a concept in psychology called the sunk cost fallacy the sunk cost fallacy is <laughs> right it's like if you if you've started a business 
let's say you decide I'm going to open the the pie shop, you know, yeah. Ooh. The, and I love pies and we make the pie shop. Yeah. And uh, this literally happened around the corner from where I live. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the month that all the stores shut down, this pie shop opened up oh, during the oh, pandemic. Oh, and I'm like, no. disaster, right? Yeah. It's, uh, invariably, it's going to. And they hung in there for like, and you never saw a single person in there. Wow. Uh, uh, and they probably had great pies. Yeah. But, and it, so it wasn't their fault, but you you start a venture and then you're committed to it. Mm. This is going to work. You pour more money, more resources, more emotional. Oh, gosh. And you're in, and then you keep pouring in to yes. that thing. Because you've put, got so much into it. Right. So we do that in all kinds of it. Businesses, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. relationships, all kinds of things. It's <laughs> like that we're... we're churches. Churches, yep. right. So good. That's, and so some of it is like, well, think about this is one of the biggest things in a person's life, especially if it's been very central to them. Yeah. Is like, well, this really was the, um, uh, the, the example I heard when I was in college is you've got these different areas of your life. Like um, you've got your friends and you've got your, uh, you know, family and you've got your career and all. And each of those is a drawer in your life where does Jesus or where does faith fit in? Right. Well, it's the dresser itself that all these drawers right. fit into, right? right, right yeah. So right, it's, yeah. the, it's the organizing yeah. uh, thing that holds everything together, right. which I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad yeah. analogy per se, but imagine when that Well, comes, now I'm going to tear it down. Right. Oof. It's like, where do my drawers go? <laughs> <laughs> careful, right. careful. Oh, yeah, I guess I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double meaning, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, that's what makes us super, it's like, am I willing to do that? Some people have all these questions, all these doubts, all these struggles, and they're hanging on, but they're not necessarily, you know, at a place of like, I'm working this out as much as they are just like, I'm just hanging on for dear life. Because ca- right, I don't have that ordered thing. Right. So now my room's chaos. Right. So what do I do with I have this? to have it, but I can't have it. You know, yeah. it's like, it doesn't, okay. it doesn't work for me in the way it was anymore, yeah. but I don't have anything great. to organize me. So what do people normally do? Mm-hmm. What do they do in those moments? Like, do they, is there a realization that kind of falls over them? I kind of walk through it over a period of time for yeah. me. Me too. And so for me, it was like, oh, okay, that's, what they told me about God, just that that's not accurate. So I'm going to recalibrate. I'm going to learn. Yeah. I'm going to have somebody, I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm going to work it out. Um, but is isolation part of the problem then is, is part of being like, I, a lot of people I've talked to, they, they feel alone. They've in, been holding it. Alone yeah. They, they're scared to, to, cause if I say it out loud, then, yes, then, then that somehow is my yeah, reality now. And right. And if even I, if I'm just asking questions, right. You know, and if I tell my parents that, or if I tell my uh, coworkers that, or if I tell my friends that they're, I'm going to be on the wrong side of this fence mm-hmm. and therefore I will be rejected. Well, you, I think that's interesting, Kev, because I think I feel the same way. Like my process, I feel like my process was more of a, a question at a time rather mm-hmm. than just the whole thing, thing at once. Right. And I, and maybe that's a way that right. reordering happens. And it yeah. sounds like that's was the way well, it happened for us, but yeah. others it's like, initially for me, it was like, yeah. When I, when I, when I came out from underneath my brother dying and stepping mm-hmm. out and, and, and being 19 years old, I was like, I don't know, is this really real? Cause yeah. And, and so I kind of did, Throw the big event. Yeah, yeah the big kind of like, I'm going to okay. throw it out okay. there and go. Fair enough. And then ask, you know, and it, there wasn't, it wasn't enough for me to reject it completely. 
Right. It was enough for me to go, okay, if you're really real, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I end up here. <laughs> 33 years in ministry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So it's, And not everyone ends up there. Right. Right. And yeah, for me, if someone comes in, sometimes they've already done the the cooking on it and they come in and they're like, I'm done. Yeah. Other times, and I'd say more often, they're in this process of uh, my head is just spinning or about to pop off. Right. Um, and so I, I said before in an earlier podcast, I am pathologically moderate. I'm also <laughs> pathologically patient. And I think I'm, yeah. I'm just a sure and steady wins the race guy. So I want to provide a safe yeah. place, have honest conversations, right. not feel like I'm trying to come at them with some sort of like yeah. sneaky agenda, which I think, by the way, in reflection on how we were, it's kind of like the uh-huh. the guys in the ice cream store. It's like, oh, I'm being really clever talking about ice cream. Yeah. You're not being clever at all. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Everybody th- knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People see through your conversations yeah, where you're right. like, I'm trying to make you be this thing. Yes. That's right. Good. But I will say if I do have an agenda, my agenda would be, let's have an honest conversation right. and be open to right. the possibility that there may be a kernel or, or, a, or a nucleus to this thing that holds up when all the other stuff doesn't hold. Yeah, up. that's great. Yeah. And, and, and could we be open to that possibility? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I'm trying to contend for with, with most people who are wrestling with this is like, if they landed a spot that they're like, I'm out, I still want to have the posture toward them of, yeah. I care about them and I'm for yeah. them. But often they're really, really wrestling and I want them to feel like let's wrestle well yeah. with it yeah. mm-hmm. and let's leave open possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and this, again, um, moves us. I, I don't want to beleaguer this, this today, cause we're going to, we're going to pick it up for our, again, here in our next episode, but it is to, it is to say to us as a community, we value the questions. We value the reordering. We value, um, even the, even the, um, rejection. We, yeah. we value all of it. And, want to help people kind of walk through a not necessarily a prescribed order of events or a even try to sell you ice cream we're not Mm -hmm. um we've we believe um unapologetically that jesus is who he said he was and and we invite people into that we're not we're not pretending any otherwise, but I think the difference is we're we're curious. We hold we allow curiosity to mm-hmm. be at the core, which is what's the story? What right. like what what happened and why? And right. then we can sit in that with people, yep. right? So it moves us out of a place of judgment or and, and into like just yeah. this hearing their story. And it's really healthy and to shed some of the things that just aren't true about That's God. That's right. That's and, right. And some of the things that don't aren't helpful in your walk with God. And we want to help do that as well. Absolutely. And we also, as we're going to probably talk about in much greater detail next week, is how do we how do we live life parenting mm-hmm. or doing a job or whatever it is um, while we're in this in the throes of questions. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a healthy place to be. Yeah. It's just it's sometimes hard to navigate because the, cer- the, the certainty uncertainty thing can kind of throw you. Yeah. So we invite you back. Um, remember. You're going to find us on Journey on My Mind. So go to your podcast place, wherever that is. It's Apple or Spotify and uh, look us up. And if you like this, please give us a rating and share it with other people. Let them know 
uh, where to find this because we we would really like to reach as many people as we can with this information. So you guys have a great day. See you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to Journey on My Mind, a podcast brought to you by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. If you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can email Kevin at kevin at journeytn.com or text us at 615-861-9503. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes and join us as we continue to explore the intersection of science and faith.